Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with your host. I am Kathy Cook Noble and we at the network are always excited when we get to talk about finances because that's where uh, that's where I focus. And the rest of the, the network is uh, really well focused on the other parts of your life when you sometimes need a little bit of a little bit of boost on uh, your mindset or maybe you need a little bit of help with parenting or uh, training your pets or getting some help with how to figure out things at work. Uh, that's where you want to plug in and look at some of the other hosts that we have here because I know uh, they're very, very well versed in their topics and they're very easy to get a hold of and they're always very happy to answer questions. If there's some questions that you have about your finances, then send them in. We always read them. We always look at them. And frankly, the, uh, the topics that I get are from people who ask me questions either in my practice every day as a financial advisor and bookkeeper or um, from family and friends or just in general conversation. People don't understand the difference between uh, different kinds of mortgages or different uh, banking fees or different acronyms that we use in the financial world. And we just break it down because we know that you are absolutely in a position to understand your own stuff. And you are definitely in a position where you can make decisions about your finances. So as complicated as they may make it sound on TV and in the movies, it is something that you can understand yourself. And you really only have to understand your own stuff. You don't need to understand your neighbors and, and uh, the people on TV, the celebrities that have six houses and five yachts. We don't really care how their stuff works because that's not going to affect us. We care how our stuff works. And that's what we do here uh, on the network. And that's what I, I do, especially on Monday nights here on the Financially Speaking show. And every so often we have guests and every so often I'll do, uh, we have different uh, series that we're doing. We've done a small business series, especially through a pandemic and helping understand how small businesses and their owners have navigated and are navigating because we're still in it and uh, figuring out how businesses, the small business that we hear all the time in the politicians' uh, press releases and uh, campaigns and so on, how they've actually affected small business and what they've done for them and and sometimes what they've done to them. <laughs> and that's what we found in our small business series, that there's been a lot of misinformation and a lot of struggles that weren't there that uh, people didn't understand. And then we have a series that we're starting with young people and investing. And tonight we are kicking it off. We have two guests, actually. It's the first time I think I've had two guests at the same time. So it's kind of cool. And uh, especially since these two guests are pretty important to me. And uh, they just did uh, what I am super impressed with. And uh, I don't see a lot with, um, you hear a lot of different things about young people. And when I say young people, it's, it's usually people under the age of 30 that we're talking about. And I had a guest on a few weeks ago and he was 21. He bought his business when he was 19. And we were talking about starting a new business just out of pandemic, starting a new business when you're that young and all those cool things. And, and I thought it was just the perfect lead into our, 
our um, conversation with people on how to invest when you're young. When do you invest? Uh, do they even talk about investing and what it is? So tonight we have two very special people and they're joining us uh, together and we're going to talk about investing and we're also going to talk about first-time home buyers and youth home buyers and they're very special because they're mine. <laughs> Tori is our oldest and Carl is our oldest in-law. <laughs> so we're going to have them on and we're going to talk about home buying because uh, the housing market has gotten a little bit uh, unpredictable. And when financial people say unpredictable, that means that there isn't any real metrics to measure by. It, there isn't any real logic that's driving it. There really isn't any um, anything that we can we can measure or trace that seems to make sense. And that's what it means in the financial world when we start talking about things being a little bit unpredictable and, and uh, out of sorts. Because usually you can calculate some sort of pattern or or prediction. And in the housing market, it's been a little bit wonky this uh, this last year. And investing is one thing, being young is one thing, and then managing in a wonky market for your very first home is another story. So uh, I'm going to introduce you to Tori and Carl um, through a game of beach volleyball in Tecumseh and some mutual friends that brought together Carl and Tori uh, about five years ago. And now they've been together for just over five years. They are a young couple. They purchased their first home together. Carl graduated from welding school with honors. He's currently enrolled as an industrial mechanic millwright. Uh, he's also full-time uh, at Fabmaster Welding and Millwrights as a welding supervisor and fabricator. He works part-time at Lambton College as a subject matter expert and associate welding professor. And Tori, she has studied political science at the University of Guelph. And she's also been to the University of Windsor where she got her master's degree after she got her bachelor's degree at the University of Guelph. She holds a position with the federal government in Canada where we're located here. And she's a program support clerk for them. And their free time, believe it or not, they do have some. In their free time, Carl, they uh, enjoy, he enjoys gardening, landscaping and woodworking. And Tori enjoys volunteering at a night, really important charity called Finding Them Homes. It's an animal rescue. And she has helped uh, rehome several, several fur babies, including one to their own house. And uh, she also still enjoys volleyball, working on research to get, she's working on a paper, part of her master's program, where she is going, she's published her paper and she's working on um, fine tuning it for uh, Supreme Court of Canada, where it's published. And they like to spend time with their dogs, Daisy and Jag. And Jag is the most recent member of the family. And uh, they like to spend time with their family and friends when they're allowed to be back in person. <laughs> so welcome to the show, guys. Thanks Thank for having you. us, Dad. So we'll talk, tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourselves. We'll start there. Um, for people who are joining in for the first time, we're in Ontario, Canada which is basically the center of Canada and the provinces. We have a lot of listers around Canada and North America in general. So we're our neighbors in south of the border uh, probably know where we are roughly, but right now we're in Ontario, Canada. And uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, how things are going. So um, we grew up locally in this area. Um, we like being close to family. So that was really important for us when we were looking for a home. We, like, so we were looking at that as well. 
Um, so I was in finance for about two years at a credit union. Um, so I did get some expertise in loans and credit like that. Um, but I didn't particularly get a lot of expertise in mortgages. So we learned a lot throughout this process. Um, and then when I moved from that job, I moved to the government job closer to home and more in my field. So I've been able to grow there and I really love it. And I love helping clients. That's where my passion's at. Yeah, I think we uh, we just basically just kind of followed our hearts with what we wanted to do. So we both, we know we wanted to stay local and, and we both work local. So that was a big thing for us. Definitely me traveling and being family and friends so um and being able to be home at the end of the day to see the dogs and whatever so that was a big thing for us um with me you know i've always liked working with my hands and and family putting things together and and teaching and helping people out so being at fab master you know i've a lot of mechanical stuff to that which is great and and part of that is also a huge plus because I can teach at the same time as you know as well as using my hands so I think definitely where we're at right now we're in a location that's perfect and it's both of us so so we'll start your journey buying a house so it's not for most people they think I'm gonna go buy a house they go out they put a bid in on a house you do a little back and forth and here's the keys to your new house that's not the market we're in right now. That's certainly not the environment that people are buying houses in. And you guys had a pretty unique experience, I'm going to say. And we'll talk about that because uh, things, uh, things don't quite move that way in the, re the real estate market today. So what, tell, before we get to that, though, tell us a little bit about how you, when, when you started to look for a house. So we started looking for a house for Sylvan Windsor. Um, we just basically, we saw a house we liked, we went and looked at it, we were keeping an eye on the market. And then we, when we moved Chatham Way, we looked at houses here as well. And kept an eye on, let's say we saw two houses, one in Windsor, one in Chatham. And then recently when we started looking again at getting a house, um, there was two that caught our eye. So we, we went and saw those day and then we fell in love with our house. So that's how we went and looked at the houses. So the only house we've ever put an offer in on is our house. So we really, um, with 19 offers, we ended up winning, which was amazing. And, you know, it, like you said, it's a unique experience because most people are looking for six months. So we were very, very lucky. And so, I think, you know, the biggest. Yeah, go ahead, Carl. Sorry, Kath, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I think the biggest thing was uh, um, the gut feeling, you know, seeing something to believe it type thing. Um, I don't know, with this house, we just felt that this was the one. one and, and so I think that as somebody looking to buy, that gut feeling is there for a reason. Um, but subconsciously, you also have to be aware of what you're getting into as well. So I'm still we're worried, okay, we're new home, you know what could go on with it right so but still there's that gut feeling and I say it again but yeah so this is this is your very both of you it's the very first house you've ever bought it's the very first time you've ever put an offer in on a house it's the very first time you've been part of a, a real estate transaction where um, when we look at stuff in finance 
we always tell people the, the most expensive asset you're going to own is going to be your house. And the second one is going to be your car, because that's usually where people, the bulk of people's money gets put. And first time home buyers is usually a, uh, can be, it's not always, but sometimes I see it where it's a very stressful situation because they're worried about, um, they don't know how to go about it for starters. And then they're worried about how do you get qualified? What does that even mean? What What's a mortgage and <laughs> where do you get one? And stuff like that. Uh, you guys had, and right now in this environment, so people know what's going on here in Canada, uh, exactly like what you said, you have 19 people putting in offers and it, it's not where it's back and forth. It's you wait for one day, they close the bid, they look at all the offers at the exact same time. And then they say, yes, no. And then they call somebody and they say, yep, out of the 19, you got it. So there's no offer back and forth where people can say, oh, yeah, but can you leave the appliances or can you leave the curtains or can you do stuff like that, which is right. how the normally you would do it. Um, so that was kind of cool. So we want to talk about your experience because you guys came in. And you looked at a bunch, you did look at houses, but this was the, the first house that you said, this is it. We made a decision. And, and I should clarify, you guys literally just moved into your house. Like the deal, yeah. you, you just got the keys uh, last Thursday, a week ago. Is that right? Two weeks ago, yeah. Two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. So it's all still fairly new. Um, do you feel like you, you, it's your house yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, we still have a lot of unpacking and stuff to do, but it definitely feels like, our, and for me, it didn't feel final till we signed all the lawyer papers and I knew that everything had gone through because there's still always that chance that somebody could pull out, whether it's the people selling out or something falls through, you never know. So once the lawyer papers were signed, I felt like it was official. And that's what I want to talk to you guys, but we have, we're up to our first break of the night. And I want to talk to you when we come back, how you were feeling going through each of the stages and how did you decide that you wanted to put the offer in? I know, I, Carl, I think you're right. A lot of it is your gut instinct and you're just like, this is the house. But then do you have that buyer's remorse where you're like, oh, you know, this is a big commitment. I'm just signing on to buy a house. Like that's kind of a big deal. Um, so we're going to talk about that when we come back from our first break. So uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to have uh, Tori and Carl for the whole hour. Um, we're going to talk about their first time home buyers for people under 30, especially in this uh, environment that is anything but normal. And we'll talk a little bit about investing and, and their futures plans and, and uh, how they go about making those decisions. So you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we have Tori and Carl with us for the hour and we're going to talk about the young people in the financial world don't go anywhere we'll be right back too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt we're scared confused and don't know who to talk to by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. 
Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and I have uh, two of my very favorite people in the world here tonight, and also uh, two of my favorite guests, Carl and Tori. They're here, and we're talking about how uh, it's there's a lot of moving parts when you're buying a house, but especially in this market, and their very unique experience uh, that they had which uh, I'm going to let them explain a little bit more about that before we went to break. They were just saying that um, they bought their first house and they bought it on their first their first bid because it's not an offer. It is actually a bid now, the way the market's working. So when you guys got started down the path, you used a real estate agent, right? Correct. How did you pro. find your real estate agent? <laughs> Bless you. She was awesome. She was helpful <laughs> um, because the day we saw the listing, it was a Sunday and they were taking offers on the Tuesday. And that was our like of ours. So we had messaged her Sunday and said, is there any way we can go see this house? They're taking offers on Tuesday. We really would like to see it. She fit us in that day to take us to come and see this house in another one. And that way we were able to make our offer the next day with her and have it in, in time on Tuesday. And we were able to actually come see it. So it was great to work with her because she was so flexible. And was she, and she went with you to look at the house and she guided you through the process um, really the whole way, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. And she also let us know about the types of houses to expect in this area. They commonly don't have basements, which isn't normal from back home so she let us know about that and the different systems and she was very aware of the stuff in the house the different things that we needed to know so exactly and when you picked a and I think for people it's important it's like picking a financial advisor really um, you have to pick <laughs> someone you're comfortable with and mm -hmm. you guys obviously were comfortable with her and when you first met her was it like Carl 
I think a lot of what you, when you said that about the gut, I think you're 100% right about your instincts. Um, is that a case where you're dealing, you meet a real estate person and you instantly felt comfortable with her? Or did you think mm, maybe she's not for us? Yeah, absolutely, Kath. That's a really good question. Um, you know, when you meet someone, what they're like. Um, she was a real estate and she was a very personable person, um, super, super welcoming. Um, she didn't hold back on any information she was great um you know always concerns no matter where you move whether it being crime whether it being you know um you know what the services are like for the road cleanup and snow removal and stuff like that like that that to me for for initially giving us the info right off the bat ensured that we weren't wasting our time with anything so and again and following up like that, that to me was that initial feeling that, okay, Trisha's great. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. So I think finding that person that really will um, be honest with you um, and express the fact that you are, you know, putting a lot of money into a, a home. So um, knowing what you're getting into agent mm -hmm. is number one for, for us, I think for sure. So. And she was also from the area and we had never been to Wallaceburg before. No. So that was very helpful as well. well so, because she knew good area yeah. and things like that. So how important would you say it is to you and to other people your age looking to buy a house? How important is it to you to find a real estate person like Trish? And uh, what advice would you give them when looking for someone? I think because you want somebody that you can trust that's not just trying to sell you a house. It's the same as when you go to buy a vehicle. You don't want someone who's just going to put you in something that's not safe. So you want to have your best interest at heart, for one thing, and that they give you all the information that you need in terms of the house. So what were some of the things that you guys were looking for in a house that a lot of people maybe your age might be looking for in a house definitely one thing obviously with the dogs um Kath, the, um the yard size was number one for us uh, making sure there was flexibility with the yard and the dogs um community you know when you drive down a road you know what houses look like and that kind of is comparative to what the people are like um in our neighborhood the houses are all very well kept so that was another thing for us um and just that local feel too, right? Um, you know, it feels like home even when you go outside. I think that was a big thing for us. And um, we knew the first day what our neighbors were like. We were getting away and we were already getting the, the housewarming gifts the following week. So, um, yeah, that that those three things were, were huge for us, definitely. Excellent. So when you look at, and I know when I talk to different people and, and different ages have different uh, priorities in the house, like you talk to people um, in my age bracket and they want to, they want to make sure the kitchen is, you know, the main the way they want it and the big focal point in that. And I know here at our office, uh, Jen, who, you know, uh, she just bought a house and the things that she was looking for are a little bit different than what your age bracket was looking for. And uh, how, like, for instance, for you guys, I know the, the backyard and the, the fence was, is a huge, is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and then for you guys, 
not having a basement isn't, isn't a huge issue for you guys right now. No, with the basement, um, it's, it's serviceability is actually easier. Um, everything's kind of in one area. I mean, it's less areas to clean, you know, there's no risk of having water. So, I mean, they both have their plus and minuses to it, but you know, for the most part, it was, it worked out perfect. So. So you, you found the house that you really wanted. It checked all the boxes and you said to Trish, this is it. This is the house we want to buy. How did she go about advising you on how to put a bid in and how to go about doing the offers? So she had kept us informed on how many people were putting offers in so that we could kind of gauge how high we wanted to go. So the day that we we were going to meet her to put a house there had already been 14 registered offers on the house so we knew by that point that it was super competitive so initially we had thought about a number but when we knew how many bids were going in we decided to go higher and we had asked her if she thought that number was appropriate and everything and she gave us her honest opinion and she said just put in your best offer and be happy with it if you don't get the house it's not meant to be Put in what you're comfortable with, your best offer, and that's it. Leave it at one. If you get it, perfect. If not, don't worry about it. It wasn't worth going higher than what you were willing to offer. And so then when we were also thinking about what to offer you, and you had said, is the house worth what you're going to offer? And that was really what sunk into us. Yes, it was totally worth what we wanted to offer highest we were willing to go we were totally good with that because the house to us was worth that much money so instead of thinking oh my gosh I'm spending so much money I'm going way way over what the price was if you switch your mindset to well is this house worth what we're willing to pay for it it's a better way to think of it yeah and then uh and that that's so important because I, I know a lot of people will say, well, yeah, but it, for resale, for resale, I'm like, you don't move into a house that you're going to be living in as your home and think of it as a, as it's not a resale investment. And I think that's the part for me and my, my work where I try and explain to people, if it's an investment property, it means you're not living there and it's meant to make you income. Your house is never going to make you income because you're not renting it out. <laughs> you're living in it. Um, and you want to enjoy your house and you want to have it for you. And I know a lot of people will paint it. And, I, and that's what I was going to ask you what you did. That's going to be one of my next questions. <laughs> with some of the things you changed when you moved in and, and typically some people will paint it and they'll, and uh, they'll say, yeah, but I don't want to paint it a, you know, red or purple because for resale, I think, well, are you going to live in the house or are you going to sell the house? So you want it to be for you. Uh, but you guys also did something a little bit different with your offer. And I think Trish advised you to, to just do something additional when you put your offer in, didn't she? Yeah. Oh yeah, we had asked about including the gazebo and the letter as well. Yeah. Um, um, somebody asked us to put a letter with our offer and that was actually, I think, what sealed the deal on us getting the house. Um, and initially when I was writing the letter, I was definitely wasn't sure if I was going to include personal information about the dogs and stuff. Cause I'm like, what if they don't like dogs? 
And it actually ended up being something that they really connected with us on because they both had dogs as well. They were the same age as us. So I think that really helped us actually get the house. Yeah. And, and I think um, like what you said before, you have to have someone you can trust. And I think the sincerity and the trust came through in the letter from you guys to them, which obviously since you were the ones that were successful in buying the house. So, which is for sure a good thing. Um, how did you know, uh, did she give you guidance on the, how to, as far as putting the offer in and, and so forth, adding, asking for the gazebo and stuff, because putting an offer in isn't just about figuring out the number that you're going to buy it for. Did she, right. did she give you some guidance on ask for appliances, ask for the gazebo, they're going to include it, or did she know they're going to not include it? How does that work? Yeah, so we, you know, you always have the option when, when you do go walk through a house and the house is staged and you kind of have, have that mental note. Oh, I like that couch or I like that TV stand. Um, you can always add those things, but you also have to keep in mind that if I add too much, am I risking the offer, right? So we were, um, uh, Trish suggested that, you know, you keep that list minimal. Um, if there's something that you absolutely want, and Tori had mentioned the gazebo, something that, you know, we really wanted, and in your mind, you think, do the previous owners really want to move that? Well, that's kind of an easy way in, in that sense. Um, it's one less thing they have. Like if it's, you know, there's a big screen TV in the living room and think, oh, I'd want that. Those are the kind of things that she said that, you know, you, you stay away from at the most point. So. Yeah, excellent. We are up to our second break already. Holy cow. So we're going to take our second break of the night and then we're going to come back and I'm, and I'm going to ask you about um, how you transition from renting your house. And if you think that being a first time home buyer helped you because you didn't have a condition of sale on your, on a house before, see if that helped uh, for you guys with the move and the purchase. So we'll, we'll ask you about that and we're going to take our second break. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I have Carl and Tori with me. And we're going to talk about the, we're talking all night about the youth and investing, specifically about first-time home buyers. And we're going to see what they know about mortgages when they come back too. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. 
Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight we're kicking off our series about youth and investing and the various topics that uh, most people don't talk about and need to understand because uh, there's definitely areas that you're going to come into, like buying a house. And you want to understand the process, not just of how to buy the house, but then how to pay for it. And one of those ways is through there's different ways to buy a house. I mean, you know, there's always the option of just having all that cash. You just pay for cash for it. A lot of people can do that if they want. Most people don't. Most people get what's called a mortgage. And we're talking to Tori and Carl tonight, and they are new home buyers, first time home buyers. Uh, they had somewhat of a, a miracle buy because it was the first offer on the first house that they've ever bought in a market where that never happens. <laughs> so that's uh, pretty cool. And just before we went to break, um, I was asking them when we come back, we want to know, um, does being a first time home buyer, do you think that helps? Because you don't have the uh, say burden, but you don't have the extra, the extra step or responsibility to sell another house. So there's no condition that way. So do you think that for people your age that are listening and looking to buy a house, is that something that you think will be helpful for them? Yeah, it was really helpful in our situation because they wanted to sell the house as quick as possible because they already had their house. So it was a very fast close. So the fact that we didn't have was perfect. We were able to close very quick, which is exactly what they wanted. Um, so you go ahead and you found the house. You had a, in your case, this is a, this is a, a textbook case on how you want it to go and this is why I think it's really cool because it actually takes you right through the steps on how you want it to go there's a lot of horror stories I know about buying houses and um, the stuff that people get into but you got you had a great real estate agent who was very helpful in guiding you you got the offer in at the right time at the right price you got the acceptance of the offer um, it was the house that you wanted now what happens you have to pay for it so you have to have a mortgage and in this case there's different kinds of mortgages. Did, now, Tori had a little bit, you had some experience in the financial world about it. How much experience did the two of you have in understanding the different ways you do mortgages and different kinds there are? I would say it was pretty basic. Like I knew that you could amortize over 25 or 30 years. I knew that there was either fixed or variable mortgages. Um, it was interest rate, things like that. And I knew that depending on the financial institution you go with, there's different ways you can pay your mortgage faster. So not all of them allow you to just throw pay your mortgage an extra payment. And ours does. So that was one of the awesome benefits of going with the mortgage company we went with is that we can put an extra payment whenever we want. A lot of the time, the institutions, it's either you have to double up your payments or do the 20% down on the one year anniversary. So it's not as restricted because we can just throw an extra payment of whatever we want on our mortgage, which is awesome. 
And as far as where you get mortgages, a lot of people out there think there's only one place you can go and get a mortgage and that's a bank. And we know that that's not true. And you guys know that, especially now, because you've just been through the process and there's different options that you can have for obtaining mortgages. So how did you guys go about learning about that? And uh, what, what did you find out? Yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's a really good question, Kat. Um, but we went through with the mortgage broker. And the beauty about a broker is, is they will shop for the best rate for you. Um, and I think going to the big banks, uh, um, and get a mortgage, but at the same time, it's, you're probably going to pay a little bit more if you don't shop. So um, there's always a misconception of, should we get a broker? Should we not? You know, they make honestly, we don't think that's the case at all. Uh, we lucked out with a very good rate, uh, very reasonable. Um, unlike some of these big banks, you know, 3.99, 4.99, somewhere there. Um, that's a big difference from the lower end of those numbers, too, right? So, I think knowing what a broker is, what they're capable of doing, will definitely translate into you having success in getting a mortgage. And is that something you would recommend to people your age, Carl, to to go and and find a mortgage broker? Yeah, especially when you, absolutely, yeah. Especially when you don't know exactly what all goes on. There's a lot, even with a mortgage broker. Like, there's calls every night, making sure your funds are in place, uh, making sure that you're not moving money. That was the biggest thing for us is ensuring that we're not moving money, and thankfully with our broker he's very good for instructing us on what to do and what not to do so yes i do suggest the other thing is um with our house we did go in with the condition of finance just because we wanted to have inspection through after with dad um because he's a contractor so we put that condition in there so we had something to fall back on in case there was an issue with the house and basically they wanted us to close really fast. So they wanted us to be able to waive the financing about a week after we closed. So the nice thing was, is that we could call the broker up that night and say, they want us to be able to waive the financing a week after, are we gonna be okay to do that? Is that an okay thing to do? And he was like, yep, go ahead, waive the financing. You guys are good, you're secure. He able to assure us that we could do that in order to make the deal go through. And you didn't, you didn't find the house first and then go find a broker and start looking at the financial side of it. You did it before, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, because we wanted to know what we could be approved for. So we went ahead and did it that way so we knew the losses in our price rate. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's, um, I was going to ask you about, uh, as far as the broker goes, there's, there's a lot of people that um, don't realize how many other people are part of it. So the real estate agent was part of it. And then the broker, he talked to you guys. He talked to you about a, what you're approved for before you even put an offer in. And then he went to work and said, let's get you the best rate. And who's that going to be with? And then there's a lawyer that has to come in and finalize it and make it all legal. And and for people in, who don't know the Canadian financial sector there's it's only five big banks in Canada and it's, it's not like the U.S. where there's all kinds of banks in different states and across the country there's only five across Canada and then there's a there's a few credit unions so there's there's five major banks so when Carl said 
you know, about going to banks, you really don't have a choice of more than, you know, one in five, <laughs> maybe one in mm-hmm. seven, if you, you pick the few smaller ones in credit unions. But um, there are several, several brokers that have opportunities to help you out that don't advertise. You don't really see that advertised quite the way the banks advertise. Um, but when you find the right one, you guys found the right real estate agent, the right broker. And then we had to get the right lawyer because that's the one that could really muck things up. And you guys obviously did. And how did you come about finding that person? So I was able to get the contact information from someone at work who had used that lawyer, so recommended that lawyer to me. And then we also got quotes from other local lawyers and were able to compare them and see what was the best option for us. So your experience, would you say it was pretty smooth? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's a lot to it, but yeah, very smooth for how fast pace everything is. The commitment. Um, you're going to be spending time after hours, after work, late at night, just making sure you're doing the right things because it doesn't take much for one yeah. something to go wrong. If you're organized, you stay on schedule, um, you listen to the broker if you have one. Um, and that was another thing, beauty about the broker is he scheduled everything for us. We knew what we had during the process. So, and for you guys, and I think it's it's important to share with people your age that are looking for their first house or even looking for another house. But typically, any people under thirty are looking for their first house. Um, you did a lot of work beforehand, so you had your financial stuff order organized. You figured out your pre-approval before you started looking at houses and and just starting to put offers in and you kept track of everything. So you knew that you, like you said, Carl, you weren't moving money around and causing any unnecessary extra work or issues with the financing. Um, So a lot of the work that you guys did took place before you even stepped foot into the new house to even look at it, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, If knowing now what you've been through was, is there anything you would do differently? or that you wished you had known that you didn't know then that you know now? Yeah, I guess it's just those, some of those underlying costs, right? Like, like everything, it's, they've gone up quite a bit um, compared to what people told us who bought houses in the past, you know, five years. Um, knowing your costs up front was the biggest thing for us. For a while, um, just because of, you know, the lawyer fees, um, I guess CH, CH and yeah, that. Um, there were some other costs. Um, yeah, basically, you can't touch any money when the deal's going through. Yeah. So you have to be very mindful of that. So for about two weeks, you really don't want to touch your accounts no. unless necessary. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, cash at that time is pretty good thing yeah. just to have it on hand. So, yeah. what about costs after you buy the house? Was there anything that surprised you on that? Like say appliances or furniture or utilities or anything like that? Appliances for sure. Definitely appliances. So if you can include them, that's awesome. But um, a lot of it, you don't want to have to put that down because the offers are going through so clear. They're cash offers, no restrictions. So you don't want to really muddy the deal. Like our realtor said so if you can go without them and buy them later that's what I would recommend yeah. 
but it's it's a real cost that that people need to be aware of because you have to factor that in. Um, just walking into a house, there's not going to be a place to put your milk if there's no fridge, and you know though that's that's a real cost that you have to think about after the the purchase of the home, right? Something we would recommend to people is because all of this stuff is so delayed right now with appliances, um, we would just say get a mini fridge if you need a fridge in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, it's great advice. Um, we are up to our last break of the night. Holy smokes. Um, so we're going to take our, our third and final break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Tori and Carl about um, where they go from here. Are they what's what's the next what's the next big plan? Um, and, you know, obviously saving for the future. I'm going to squeeze that into. So mm -hmm. don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we have Tori and Carl, the first of our guests for our series on youth and investing and financial concepts who were a uh, first-time homebuyer and just within the last couple of weeks, actually. So it's very recent, uh, still unpacking boxes. And we've just been talking about the process that you go through and the, the ease that it can be if you have the right process in place. So the what's next other than finishing the boxes, getting unpacked and waiting for appliances? So we have a few more rooms we wanna paint. So we paint already and we've got two more we wanna paint. Um, and we wanna do a lot of things in the backyard because we love gardening and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what we're looking for the next little bit. It's always a never ending list, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something to do. <laughs> yep, exactly. That is the beauty of it. You make it as you want it. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like um, I should have talked to your dad and your siblings because I have this chance. I've got you in like the hot seat and I can ask you like anything. And I feel like <laughs> I should have really taken advantage <laughs> of that with the kids. <laughs> But is there anything I didn't ask you that you think I should have asked you that we should share with people your age and uh, talk about not just buying a house, but how to get financially free and secure when you're, you know, you're just starting out, really. Um, and then uh, what you're going to do, you know, I know going forward, you're going to be saving your money. 
I would say um, one of the biggest things is that when you come out of school, you have a lot of debt and you want to work on paying that down. Right? But at the same time, you need to save because in order to buy a house, you're going to have to have some savings as well. So I think that's a huge thing is people push you, keep paying down your debt. But if you have any savings, it's going to take forever to be able to buy a house. So making sure that you're saving while paying down debt is super important, um, especially because you're going to be putting the money in terms of an asset. So I think that's really important. That's excellent advice. And it's it's very good advice. It's very insightful. And it's from someone who doesn't really like finance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you have it. You've just made my whole story for me. It can be very easily done. And it's uh, if you just take the little pieces and put them together, it's not as hard and scary as a lot of people think finances are. Uh, but you are continuing to do that. That's important to let people know too. You're, you're still continuing to save your money and set some aside because retirement's a very long way away, but um, starting now makes it a whole lot more comfortable and fun, right? For sure. Yeah. So you're saving for that, which is, it, which is really, truly uh, good advice. And it's really important for people to understand that, yes, you have to put the down payment and yes, you have to make your payments on your mortgage and pay for utilities and all that kind of stuff that comes with it, property taxes and so on. But you still have to be thinking about your future self and you have to be setting your money aside. So that is the one thing that I am going to share that I know on the inside of it is um, one of your secrets is that you continue to do that through the whole process. You didn't say, oh, no, no, I'm just gonna you know, turn off the tap for my savings. You continue to do that the whole time. And that's important, I think, for people your age to hear and to know that, yep, you can, there's gonna be some modifications, but you're still gonna keep the same habit and the same mindset of doing that, um, which you guys did very well. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. So what else? Um, what else would you like to share with people your age or Tor and Carl, maybe your siblings and get them, keep them on track um, about mm -hmm. uh, financial security? Yeah, I think um, a big one on that, Kathy, is grind it out, you know, get up, go to work every day, do your best, you know, put in those hours. I mean, you're going to sacrifice the long days for certain things, but, you know, you have to put the work in to get what you want. Um um, establishing um, that third made a difference with us. So I would also say too, having insurance. So when you go to get a mortgage, don't get the mortgage insurance because that's only insurance. So I think the best thing is to go to someone like a financial advisor like Kath and get all of your insurances through her because if something happens to you, it covers everything it doesn't just come home and I think that is so important and something I think about is if you're driving to work and you get in an accident something happens to you is your family covered or is it only if you get hurt at work that the stuff will cover you you want to be fully covered so I think that's super important and people should definitely not fall for mortgage insurance and get regular insurance wow that couldn't have been planned better if I had tried, that is one of my favorite topics, as you know, and how important I think it is. And, and, and people, uh, they get so confused and scared when they start talking about insurance because, oh, I don't want to die or I don't want to get hurt. And you know what? 
It is not about that. You are so right on. It's 100% about protecting you, your family, your assets, all the stuff that you've built. And uh, you guys have just been the the dream case to to watch put it together. So um, a lot of young people out there can learn a lot from you on how to do it the right way, which is, I think, so encouraging because there's so much negativity out there and there's so much that people say and they just generalize a whole population about, you know, their work habits and your age is one of them where you get generalized about where you are at and, you know, your work ethic, your understanding and you guys are right exactly doing it the right way and that's super cool to see so i'm super glad that you guys came on first to kick off my series so we can talk to the young people about uh youth and investing because the sooner you start uh the sooner you can buy a house and the sooner you can uh take vacations and the sooner you can be financially free and financially secure and i think that will help a lot of people um and and truthfully when you have financial security and you feel like you've got control of your finances, does it make you feel less stressed and a little bit happy? Oh, sure. Absolutely. And also we wouldn't have been able to buy this house without you and dad and all your help and guidance. So we're super blessed in that way as well. Well, you're, we, I can tell you it's a lot of fun that your dad and I have when we get to see you guys, all of you do well, because uh, Tori has uh, three siblings um, and they're not quite uh, there where they're buying a house yet, but they will be. Um, but they definitely are on board with the insurance. Yeah. So <laughs> 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 we've got you, we, we've, we've taken you in. So you're one of ours now. <laughs> we, you, <laughs> we keep you on the same path. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. thank you guys so much for joining me on the show. You're welcome to come anytime to follow up and share any pieces of wisdom and nuggets for the youth and um, anyone, because I know there's a lot of people out there that need a lot of help. And it's nice to hear from people who are actually doing it. It's easy for me to say it every Monday night, uh, how to do it and what to do. But when they see a a real live success story, I think that's uh, even more encouraging. So thanks for coming on the show and looking forward to seeing the house painted. And uh, <laughs> tell Daisy we say hi. I've seen her walking by in the back a little bit. <laughs> Jags may I think having a little being a little shy. So, yeah. <laughs> Join us every Wednesday here on Inspired Choices Network uh, for financially speaking, and we will tackle all your financial topics. So we'll be back again next Monday with our series to continue on. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.